So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... And uh, yeah, Zach from Modern Era. And we're going to ask him some questions today about the upcoming album, Victim of a Modern Age. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Um, yeah, like we've, we've uh, not released music for quite a while. So coming back and releasing like singles off the album to kind of like start talking about it has been quite a, like a liberating thing. And a lot of people kind of, there's quite a lot of anticipation because of like, um, the different sounds that we've kind of put out from the record so far. Like, mm-hmm. um, the record's kind of this dual album concept in like a single album format. So there's two definite and distinctive sounds on it. So mm-hmm. um, I think a lot, there's been a lot of questions around, you know, like, oh, this is on the same album as this song. So what what is that? What Like how? And then hopefully when it's released, people can get kind of like get to understand um how it flows like a like some sort of linear sequence rather than um other albums that kind of seem like just 10 tracks if that mm-hmm. makes sense so it's kind of nice to be able to show people like songs as as like individual pieces but also pieces to a bigger puzzle if that makes sense it was definitely sure. an interesting listen like with the sonic changes and everything Thank kept you. my attention how did you find it like i i um i haven't spoken to i've spoken to a few people about it but um you guys are some of my first. So how, how did you how did you feel? Like, I thought it was pretty good. I <laughs> I really enjoyed it actually. The yeah. first like big change where it's like there was just like a lot of auto tune on somebody's voice. I thought it was sure. like really cool and it kind of yeah. shocked me for the first time because it was the first like big switch. Um, I love that. But then when other songs kind of had that same vibe in it, I thought it all mm-hmm. fit really well together because by the end it all connected. And I just right. I thought it was I thought it was really good. So glad that it's like seen. It's like it's one of those things where I don't know, you're in the studio and or you like you have an idea and you're like, I wonder how it's actually gonna be articulated and do are people actually going to receive it the same way you want it to be mm-hmm. received? So I'm glad you felt felt the shift. That's good. For sure. It just sounded yeah. like you guys had a lot of fun with it, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like we 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 started as a band with like this definite post hardcore feel and stuff and mm-hmm. Me and my brother Cal just kind of sat down and we were just saying how, like, is this the thing we want to be forever? And and me and him are very much in the idea of trying to make something, not our own, but just trying to make a statement within music and kind of show that you can kind of do what you want and that. So um, the, the album is essentially our progression into, you know, the, the next evolution of Monero and the next evolution of our musical journey and kind of like, let's just destroy the idea of a five-piece band and, and just use whatever we want and kind of make whatever music that is now <laughs> and just see where that goes. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun trying to like kind of remove the guitar for like half the things. It's definitely where like guitar dominated beforehand. So mm-hmm. removing all these like conventions that we had, we had kind of stuck by for no reason and just kind of putting it into like, oh, let's just be ex- expressive with everything and, and let it just happen. So. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm stoked how it turned out. I'm I'm very excited for that, especially that second half of the record. Mm-hmm. Sure, for me, it was definitely the most liberating um, to write. Just just to be able to be free and kind of feel like there's no restrictions for myself. So, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Happy you guys are finally you know just expressing yourself how you want to and just going going all out. Hundred percent. I feel like I, I don't know if it's I don't know if every band feels like it, but 
like at the start of their kind of journey and uh, it's just it's it's kind of like easy to find yourself falling into these things that you think because you've released two songs like that it, you must stay like that or something mm-hmm. like along those lines or you must fit into this thing because you know you're playing with these bands now and I just think I think it's, it's a thing in recent years that people just are starting to just you know become themselves again Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a definite, like a dull period of music where everyone was kind of mm-hmm. like, well, these are the rules. Let's just use these things and let's just do another album. Like that. And it's just, and I feel like that's been said a million times, but I definitely believe it. I agree. <laughs> I yeah. 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 A lot of people are finally actually going outside of the box and, you know, mixing mm. and matching genres. And it's really refreshing sure. to hear. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Awesome. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? The cover art is a little more difficult to describe, I guess, but the album name is kind of like, essentially, the, the album is going to be a, a, a take on the on the band name, which is just Modern Era, and it's kind of, our intentions for writing music was to kind of just put our view of the state of the world into in back into the world, so um, Victim of Modern Age is just the idea of falling victim to the world around you and kind of... Um, yeah, <laughs> that's essentially it. I think it's quite a self-explanatory name. I, um, out, of, out of things that we usually do, a bit more ambiguous, we, we wanted to put something that was a lot more just, you know, if you if you read it, you know exactly what it's saying. Um, and then the art is meant to kind of have this idea of natural and synthetic and this kind of like gelling between textures and stuff. And that was essentially like where we based it based the idea and then just kind of shot some stuff around that um yeah. Yeah. very cool perfect uh so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album Ryan process i think we started out with essentially this concept of this person falling victim to a modern age and then finding himself like being out of the world reflecting on it and that was kind of where we set the concept of things and then try to write around the emotional integrity around around all the motivation of that kind of trajectory so um kind of writing the music as if it was like uh scenes of the films or something um and just making it feel trying to make it feel as atmospheric in those in those points in a, in a story as, as possible and um kind of just went from that um process wise with recording was uh we went through the idea of having a producer and we spent a month in the studio with a producer spent all our album budget with a producer and then realized it was the bad thing to do uh scrapped absolutely every single track of it oh, and wow. started again with uh my brother kel who's the, the synth guitars and everything in the band and we just redid everything because it it i, I don't know there's, there's a time and place for a producer and i think if you're trying to find your your own voice and stuff, it's just if the chemistry isn't there or something, um, it doesn't go the way you want it to. So, um, so yeah, we had this big learning curve of how modern era to write records in this in this period of being in the studio with a producer. Um, there's nothing wrong with producer, just um, didn't work for us. So I guess it was a big. <laughs> just a big learning curve for us 
like, yeah, I mean, if you guys are looking, like, you wrote this record to kind of find your sound and everything, so it makes sense yeah. why, like, you wrote it with a producer or you worked on it with a producer, and you're like, it doesn't make sure. any sense because you're trying to find yeah. your sound. So any outside sources, exactly, exactly. it makes it's no just, sense um, to have. Yeah, it's like going into those rules of genre again. It's like it's like you fall into this way that you think an album should be made because you know that other bands or you hear mm. that bands go into a studio, write with a riot producer produces it, and then it comes out and that's the finished product. But um, I think when you start taking it for project for project, that's when you realize that sometimes it doesn't actually doesn't actually have to happen like that. I know it's a silly thing to say, but you just fall into these these like I don't know ways and. Um, I'm just glad we we had the like the the guts to kind of just be like, nah, screw it. This isn't how we intended it. Let's just do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And obviously, with with lockdown and all the things that happened in the world, it kind of just gave us the ability to have that time to do it again. So, kind of thankful for COVID for that. <laughs> just, it just, yeah. It just it was just um, timing it was perfect for to make it how we wanted it. So. So is is the plan to self-produce from now on or is it going to be like a project? I think, I think definitely, well, yeah, definitely project for project. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the, well, in our minds, it's just kind of like, well, that's not ruled out anymore. Um, we now have a, a, like a HQ, like a space that was an old studio control room. So we actually have a space to properly do it if we were to do it this way again. And I think with <clears throat> um, how the electronic side of things is going, I think, you kind of write as you no, you kind of track it as you write anyway. So I think it kind of lends itself to the sonic layers um, more than it did. We thought it did beforehand. So I think it's definitely on the cards to self-produce again. All right, for sure. Very and cool. I think I, th- I feel better just recording with my brother. I know it's like I don't know how other vocalists feel and stuff, but I, I much prefer like feeling. Like I n- definitely know the person that's tracking mm-hmm. me. It's, it's definitely a much easier way to get fall into how you're meant to feel recording. I think and and feel a bit more open to just try things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's definitely valid. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Oh my god, that's fucking it's difficult. <laughs> there are a lot of lyrics. It's just a lot of lyrics, and, and mm-hmm. I, it's like the on the spot feeling of being like, "Wow, am I going to miss one that's like really important to me?" I I love the the air of the world chorus, like we're the air of the world and we get what we deserve, um, that kind of thing. Um, really, air of the world or salvation to return. Like, I just I I, I what does it mean to me? I think I was just looking at the world in a quite a nihilistic state <laughs> or pessimistic state and just feeling like the problem with the world is probably ourselves. Like, um, I think it says as much of a statement as any other one of the, the lyrics in the, in the album. Um, and I think it's quite a bold one. I, I usually mm-hmm. write quite cryptically, so I, I wanted to just make sure people knew what I was uh, knew what i was getting at respect that <laughs> all right um so what song on the album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite longest to write i'd say it was probably air of the world i think air of the world chorus was actually the last thing we finished oh, which wow. is kind of crazy but i think we wrote 
we wrote like 10 choruses for it. I think we oh, just wow. went over and over again. And it was like, this is the first song on the album. We know it is like the first full song. And uh, it's got to make that statement kind of thing. That's why I wanted it to be so, so much more point blank about what we were saying. Um, and uh, yeah, we just went through these, these ideas over and over again. And just we, we found one we thought was the right one. And then we ended up, <clears throat> I think I wanted to call it Air of the World anyway. It was in the chorus. It was just not in the right place. And then we just shifted it. And then we wrote the rest in like 20 minutes. It was, it was a crazy, crazy session. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad that happened. Um, favorite song? Mm -hmm. I'd say New Age Vibrance, but I, I, Truest Blue or New Age Vibrance. Okay. Truest Blue is because I've always wanted to write a song like that that had that kind of like Depeche Mode euphoric chorus and it came together really easily because it was the first song we wrote on side two um, so it had these all uh, these all new electrical elements and it was all mm -hmm. exciting like that um, and oh, I forgot I lost my train of thought this is the COVID talking this is what <laughs> yeah, it is you're all, good. Yeah. you're all good um I hate drawing blanks. The the favorite song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the favorite song. I'm just trying to like I just I just forgot what I was saying. It's all good. It's all good. We we got New we Age got Vibrance. What you're New Age Vibrance is I've always wanted to write a song like New Age Vibrance that was a bit more mm -hmm. textural and and less, you know, pop structured, more experimental. And I love that it to me it wraps up the whole record. Um <clears throat> quite well like it, it, it ties in lyrics from the, from the record it ties in the idea that this guy's going to return back to earth with new information to, to change the world for the better um and it just closes this idea of, cha of changing the world I, I love that i love how i like writing it i loved writing it i loved like almost self being self-referential with all the lyrics that i'd already written uh introducing this motif that's like in three other places in the album to just kind of close it all off, and it was just it was just fun to write. It felt like a writing. We were writing like a credits for the for the album, and I just I just had a lot of fun writing that. So, um, and I like the minimalism at the start of it. It's just kind of strange and it's so cold. There's like no atmosphere at all, and we've we've not done that before. So it was lovely to do that. Love that. Perfect. All right. Mm. Uh, so, how did the tracklist for this album come about? Did you guys write the opener to be the opener, closer to be the closer? You kind of shuffled around, listened through a couple times. What was that process like? Sorry, what was the process for what? I didn't hear <laughs> the, the start of it. Sorry. Yeah. The track listing. The track listing. Mm -hmm. It was. <clears throat> it was written in with with the concept trajectory in mind. So I think we knew that it was going to start with this big grand open this feels a bit like um the fall of, of a of a of a world as it were and then it would decline into this like much more personal and fragile state of mind that's side one and then side two was like open into this new world with complete of complete sonic shift and kind of like find euphoria that was that was the trajectory and then we just write music around these like bases so we had it in like four scenes, four big chunks. Mm -hmm. um, and we'd write, write in these pockets. And then as soon as we started getting a bit of a scope for where the tracks were sitting, we'd, we'd be like, right, so what needs, what's needed in this like accent and stuff. And that's where we came up with like lull, like the complete all voice 
songs like this let's completely make it completely vulnerable let's make it completely like personal like mm-hmm. let's make it completely soft and take everything away and then just shove everything back in your face for human error to make it feel like there's a definite change of world so it's, it was just kind of playing with a timeline and then just yeah and then just finding the sounds that worked with those emotional things rather than rather than like having songs and then like shove them about I just think I think it was like a perfect way for us to write um uh, like just it's fun so it's so fun it's t- tormenting as well because you have these songs that don't fit in these places that you want them to and you're like well then it can't be used because it's not the idea so then you've got these <laughs> this bank of songs that are like sick but they yeah. don't actually fit in what you're trying to say um which are maybe used in the future maybe just sat there forever so um sacrifice to the to the idea that's what that's what i'm all about it's always always got to be motivated by something so Mm -hmm. um i hope that makes sense i I don't know if no it makes sense it makes sense you did great you did great uh so where's your headspace at while you guys are writing this album headspace um i went through i went through a few massive changes (laughs) um when i was going through the the writing of the lyrics and I'd I'd moved back home and stuff so it was a big shift for me and then and, but at the same time like I'd written a concept a year before about social isolation and and like falling victim to like broken heart syndrome and the way of the world and and all these things and, and then finding yourself in this new world and that was where we based the album from and it was just kind of me trying to find something that, that would talk about the state of the world and then we find ourselves in lockdown and covid restrictions isolated from everybody and all these all these other things that kind of matched like similar progression and mm-hmm. uh it was definitely a, a great way to fall into for essentially accidentally fall into what i was where was i at <laughs> oh, about the pandemic yeah yes, no, yes, I, yes. I, i've written this concept it was weird i've written this concept in like march 2019 and that was what was crazy. It was like a full year. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm some crazy, you know, like telepathic kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But just, I just, um, I just like this idea of everyone being like in their own isolation. And it was more the idea of um, feeling alone in a populated world and being more connected than ever, but feeling further apart. That's another mm-hmm. lyric I like in the, in the album, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so that was all that was all happening. And then we find ourselves in it. And it was just kind of I was just dealing with what everyone else was dealing with, I guess. And it was kind of interesting that everyone was dealing with it. So you kind of saw not just your own perspective, you saw everyone's perspective because everyone was talking about it online. So it was kind of like a nice resource of information to kind of get an overall feeling of what people felt like. And it was cool because everyone was like at a point of reflection as soon as they're locked locked up. It's like, right, well, how do I live my life? So it's perfect. It's perfect. Which yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, in like a sick sucks, way. Yeah. Sucks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a. It was a nice thing to kind of see everyone kind of reflect on their lives though, and kind of see if they could make a change. That was kind of like a really good bit about the whole lockdown experience. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on? Should they bless at a party? What do you personally recommend? So, Cal especially, but we're both big believers in like full album listening, as it were. So, mm-hmm. so I'd say you need to sit with it like you sit with a 
a film or something like I'd, I'd say sit there with the lyric sheet out as you would if you had a vinyl like in the 90s or something put it on read the lyrics and kind of like lose yourself in it that way rather than trying to put it on a playlist and listen to it whilst you're doing something like music shouldn't always be background it should be you know taken for the, like your full attention for it so i'd say probably in the dark with your headphones or like with a lyric sheet in front of you all right um so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less I'm an overthinker, so I don't think it's going to be very quick. <laughs> um, three words. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm just, I'm the worst of these things. It's okay. I'd say euphoric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Um, euphoric. Uh, evocative okay all right and i'll just say i'll say new wave just see see what people think about that there you (laughs) go see that was quick enough that was good (laughs) (laughs) only took me two minutes but you know hey it's better yeah it's good it's good Uh, i didn't want to i just don't want to be like loud fast heavy or something that's just like (laughs) it it doesn't do anything for me i'm afraid that might be a little bit of a lie too Yes, yeah. it's not loud, it's not fast, it's not heavy. Sorry, guys, anyone listening, what's that? <laughs> uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? I I always wanted people to reflect their own way of living in, in the music, or if reading the lyrics or something, and kind of just to be like, my, my question for like the second half was essentially is like, what do you live for? Or, you know, who are you kind of thing um so i guess if someone gets an element of self-reflection in it i think i've done my job i guess um Mm -hmm. emotion wise like i guess it's just gonna make you feel however you feel like i feel like everyone's different um but there's definitely an element of like catharsis for me um an element of like i don't know the word for it like it's like an overwhelming feeling that's what how i, I see it that's this mm-hmm. but i don't know the word for that feeling i suppose it's euphoria but i don't know if people would get that from it mm-hmm. um well i guess we'll see i guess uh-huh. we'll, we'll wait and see 20, january 21st we'll find <laughs> out um but yeah i just think this like if people can get an element of self-reflection in there or just like consider i don't know a view of something in, in the world or you know not be if, or unless or if, if people can just like you know take a minute to not be on twitter for like for like 50 minutes i would yeah. be so happy <laughs> i think a so lot happy. of people would be happy actually yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, then, and then there'd be less mm-hmm. tweets for 50 minutes if everyone mm-hmm. just shuts up for 50 minutes well, it's probably peace. a better place so, <laughs> yeah yeah um so exactly. what, band, what band or artist influence you think you can hear the most on this album if any what bands what bands yep i feel like there's a definite there's a definite like emo-ish twist at the start yeah i think Mm -hmm. there's definitely maybe like a 30 seconds to mars feel but like old 30 seconds to mars Mm -hmm. like afi kind of that's that's how i was describing it to glory i mean um yeah afi is one of my favorite bands one of my first favorite Uh bands as well um so 
I'm stoked on that. Um, <laughs> and then side B, I'd say, I'd say I, I think a lot of people are going to lean towards Nine Inch Nails because of the electronics and like the kind of a bit more primitive feeling of the of the music. Um, but there's tons of influence in there for sure. But I'd say, I'd say probably those two, like Phase X Miles, Nine Inch Nails, or something. All right. Perfect. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record? <laughs> I laugh because of that. The, the studio session just drove us a bit insane. So um, I think, honestly, I know it sounds kind of, that sounds kind of negative, but um, I, 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 it's not that I don't enjoy it. I always enjoy the, the result of it. And I'm always like, very much like, ah, oh, this is finished and I'm happy now. But mm-hmm. making things for me, is quite, it's not... It's not torment. I wouldn't say it's torment, but it's definitely like a challenge because yeah. I am very passionate about making it right mm-hmm. and making it perfect and stuff. So it's definitely like a, a struggle. So I guess I don't want to say the whole thing because that's just such a crap response, but it's kind of like overcoming things and finding our own self-revolution in it, I think is probably the, the best memory is like making this thing happen and finally getting to the point where it's actually becoming the thing you want it to be. Yeah. rather than feeling like you've just settled because that's the way uh you thought it was meant to go or something mm-hmm. um so i guess yeah self-revolution <laughs> um which isn't really a staple of time but it's definitely a thing um for mm-hmm. this record so, yeah. that's good that's a good answer um so picture this you're on tour you're at a gassy for a rest stop what is your snack of choice snack of choice that's a tough one. It's lack of choice. I don't know. I don't know if I'm even sweet or savory. I don't know. I don't know. You could get two if it's that hard. You know, sweet and savory. <clears throat> Am I like the worst for this question that you guys have ever asked? I feel like this is probably the like the longest someone's waited waited for. Um, I don't know. I even eat at gas station. I just buy water. That's fine. Okay, so when we're talking water, are we doing like Fiji? Are we doing like I can't think of any other ones? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We'll go. We'll just go for like. Let's go for ice cream because I I I used to get ice creams on tour. That was a long time ago, but um, let's go for that. That's actually a response. So there you go. Okay. Ice cream. Do you have like a specific flavor? Like, what what are we talking about? Here? I just like classic flavors, man. Like, just classic flavors. Okay. Um, but I'm definitely like into 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 ice cream. It's good. It's good vibe. Okay. I'm sure. That. I feel like are you got your guys from you guys from the states, right? Yes. I feel like mm-hmm. you've probably got better ice cream than we do. So. Really never never had times. UK ice cream, so just yeah. don't. <laughs> probably. I'd say probably, <laughs> but probably probably don't. If you guys, you know. I feel like everything's better in the states. So, yeah. You know, it yeah. is probably, but it's probably not good for you either. You know, no, I like I came. I've only come ever twice, and it was a, uh, it was a sugary, it was a sugary experience. It was good. Yeah, yeah. sugar and good grease. Time. That that's and McDonald's US. tastes so much different. It's Sorry, not just... good, is it? Yeah. Is it better over uh, there? It, I don't know. It tastes cleaner over here. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that would make sense. Is. Yeah, it it's not yeah. good. It's not good at all. <laughs> so, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? 
I'm gonna have to think of a split concept dish that's okay. like got two la- two layers or something to make it mm-hmm. album fitting. What's that? <laughs> I was like, what's that thing that's like? Is it a mer- it's like a meringue? Put it in mm-hmm. the oven, and it but there's like ice cream in it. What is that called? Oh, a um, oh oh, I know what that is. It's a. Yeah. It's yeah. like oh my god, give me a second. Corey's the the in house chef here at the podcast. Oh, cool, cool. I forgot baked what it's Alaska. Bake, we're a baked Alaska. I'd say, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Or something blue, like I don't even know what what would be blue, like a blueberry pie. All right. Okay. Why because, blue? Because, because our aesthetic, because our oh. aesthetic's entirely blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, All right. done with it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, where do you see the band in the next five years? um i just i i think i just hope that we kind of carry on doing what what we're doing in terms of making art the way we want to make it and kind of give people as much escapism as we possibly can and make things that aren't exactly conventional as it were so um and and kind of just make it like a surreal experience all around and just keep doing that like in terms of size and stuff i don't no, as long as people are connecting with it, I suppose it's a, it's not a problem. Um, I, I suppose that's it. It's, it's it's more about how, how what we make in, in for for modern era, I guess. As long as long as it's like you know saying the right things, uh, and giving people something, then I'm uh, I'm content. All right, it's wholesome. All right. Uh, so for the last couple yeah. questions, so we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Sure, let's do it. Uh, so we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? With a drink? Mm-hmm. What would my last meal be? Mm-hmm. I'd probably just go for like some sushi or something. Let's go, let's go, go for some sushi. Let's go for sushi and like a classic cola. And just be like... Cheers, guys. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Perfect. I'm on death row. I don't think I deserve it anyway. So. <laughs> um, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Fictional world? Mm-hmm. Wow. There's so many to choose from. I actually have no idea. Yeah. The dream world of Inception. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. 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 I went to cartoons first, but I thought, that's not actually where I'd want to be. It's just instantly, you know, I think the dream world of inception to be able to build worlds would be pretty, pretty crazy. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Right. So I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Sure. What is your favorite color? I like a teal. Ooh. Got to keep it on brand. Yeah. Got to keep it on brown. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, socials, I suppose, at Modern Era UK. Um, Victor and Modern Age out 21st of January. That's about it. All right. Uh, well, Perfect. thank you. For now, that's been Zach from Modern Era, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>